so many of us lie to ourselves with alarming regularity. Mm. We say we're going to do one thing. We don't do it. Nothing bad happens. Life goes on. And we repeat and repeat and repeat that cycle. And it really lowers our ability to like stick to what we say we're going to do. When you have someone outside of yourself, now this could be a health practitioner. This could be a coach. This could be a friend. This could be your, your spouse or your partner, anyone outside of yourself that you don't want to let down mm-hmm. who you are engaged with and made a commitment to, well, now it changes the whole paradigm because now it's not as easy to just skip out on things because now you got to answer to someone. Now you got to say like, dude, I'm fucking up here. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I'm super excited about this episode, um, not only because of the amazing human that we have here, um, he's in a short period of time, uh, quickly becoming one of my greatest advisors, uh, mentors, but friends. I just love, love, love talking with this guy. Um, But what I'm actually excited about, you know, I've been on uh, an awakening, if you will. And one of the things that I'm talking about a lot is like the seven levels of freedom. And we're, I've been introducing this concept slowly. And, and, you know, to me, level one is like a form of an awakening. It's an awakening. And I honestly feel even at the age of 44, I feel like I'm having an awakening around my health. I've been toying with it. Um, we've been playing with a lot of areas in my own mind, um, between, you know, exercise and eating. And, you know, we got into some off camera conversations about this biohacking and, you know, I'm kind of like a, I'm a leverage guy. So how do I get the most impact with the least amount of effort is kind of like constantly the conversation. And what I realized, um, you know, just talking through with Ryan Kennedy and, and several other people in the health world recently, one of the downsides to entrepreneurship, investors, et cetera, is that we're constantly, I'm a huge believer in leverage. So we're always looking for leverage in our life. I'm looking for leverage in real estate. I'm looking, you know, how to leverage other people's time and abilities and efforts. But the thing that somebody recently said to me, it was a guy named John Matson. He said, the problem with entrepreneurs is you cannot outsource your health. And I'm excited to bring Ryan Kennedy on the show because Ryan is actually someone who I am beginning to work with um, that, you know, just like I've had coaches in business that have helped me just achieve levels that I've never seen before. um, I have Ryan in my world um, to help me uh, in this area, which is probably the most important area. So I'm going to kick it over to him. But Ryan, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you having me, Mike. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. And I'm excited because like I said, Um, having someone like you in our corner, I think is super important, not just for entrepreneurs and investors, but for everyone. But again, what, like, what's your thought process on, you know, what John said about not being able to outsource your health? I completely agree. You know, uh, having a healthy fit body is the best status symbol there is because you can't buy it. You have to earn it. You have to work for it. And so many people in our society were like buying designer clothes. It's like, why not just invest in the body so that it looks good in any clothes? And that's always been my mentality is our health and our time are our two greatest resources. Without them, we don't have anything. And health is really important because if you're not healthy and you have chronic inflammation, you're constantly in pain, you have brain fog, you have fatigue, low libido, depression, anxiety, all these number of challenges that so many people suffer from, 
Well, now your time's not that valuable because life kind of sucks if you don't feel good. And so you want to feel good and you want to have time. So you want to live a long, healthy life. So it it all kind of interconnects together. And I think that people forget that those are our two most precious assets until they've already been depleted. Mm -hmm. And once you are sick, you know, there's no going back. I mean, there are ways to reverse it, but there's a good uh, proverb that says, a man with his health has a thousand wishes. A man without it has just one. And it really rings true because if you're on your deathbed, it doesn't really matter how much real estate you own, what your bank account looks like, how successful your business is. It's like, you don't really have much time left to enjoy any of that stuff. And uh, similarly with our time, it's like, well, you know, that's at the end of the day, all we really have. One of the things I really like to share with people is when we wake in the morning, oftentimes we have this idea of like, man, I got to do all this shit. I got to go and I got to take care of these responsibilities. And I got all these stressors in my life and in my business and in my work. And we like, we're automatically in this reactive state of like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. But if I were to ask you, Mike, I'll give you $10 million today, but you don't get to wake up tomorrow. You'd say, no way, dude, that's crazy. Or $50 million. Mm. So every day we wake up, we win the lottery. Like every day, just waking up is such a precious privilege to be alive, to be able to breathe and to think, to go out and make love in the world. Mm. And I think so many of us forget that. And we get caught up in the day-to-day grind and all this minutia that we wake up in a state of reactivity rather than realizing like, dude, I just won the lottery. I'm stoked on life. Let's go get after it. Wow. You know, I don't know that, that, that question that you just posed, I mean, 50 million, a hundred million, a billion, like, I don't, there's not a number you could give me and, and me agree to like, no way. So that was like a huge reframe, man. Thank you for that. That's so good. I heard this, uh, phrase a while back and I don't even know who said it, but somebody was talking about how there's, um, it's this phrase that, you know, we spend, the first two thirds of our life making a bunch of money and wealth. And then we spend the last third of our life um, spending all that money trying to find our health. And I was just like, mm-hmm. man, like this is so backwards. So I'm really yeah. excited to kind of dive into this conversation today. It's exciting. So, you know, one other thing too, that I want to say, and then we'll jump into the four questions and then we'll circle back. Um, somebody said to me the other day too, um, there, it was a, it was another doc that, uh, was working with somebody and, and they said, you know, I hear this all the time after I've worked with a client for a while. Um, you know, the clients will come back and say, man, I, I feel amazing. And he said, no, you feel normal. You've just felt bad for so long. You forgot what normal feels like. And I had to sit with that for a few minutes. Um, and just think about that because we're supposed to feel amazing. Amazing should be normal. But, you know, we're so removed and you're going to get into all this, but, you know, the American diet and all the stuff that we eat and the stuff that's in it. And I mean, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but like it's we're in a bad situation. And when we come back around and we, you know, this person that said, oh, man, I feel amazing. And this doc says, no, you just feel normal. You just it's been so long since you felt normal that you think it's amazing. Then that hit me. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, a lot of things have been normalized uh, in our society to that are not normal. You know, like it's uh, the average person, you know, dies of either heart disease, cancer, or complications of diabetes. That should not be normal, but it's so prevalent that we associate it as kind of like, well, this just happens. This just happens to humans. We break down and have these issues. And similar, like I was mentioning before, a lot of the work I do with my patients, Mike, is 
how can we optimize your physical health because of the impact it's going to have on the minds, on your mind, on your psychology, on your mental health? Because depression is the number one leading cause of disability worldwide. Hundreds of millions of people suffer from depression. And really, it's just such a devastating thing when you just feel really lousy, you feel really low. Mm. And a lot of that comes back to our gut microbiome imbalances in the bacteria because we synthesize the majority of our neurotransmitters, our feel-good neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine in the gut. So when you have imbalances in your gut due to poor diet, overuse of pharmaceuticals or antibiotics or lifestyle choices, all these different things can play a role. It's going to impact how you feel mentally. And then that kind of has this almost like this cyclical effect because then you don't feel good mentally. So then you don't have the desire to go train and to go eat well and to go make healthy choices. So then you don't feel good physically. And then it just perpetuates and people get caught in this really vicious cycle, man. And it, it I hate to see it. And it's a big part of why I dedicated my life to this stuff is really helping people break out of that cycle and realize that our quality of life is the most valuable thing any of us have. Feeling good every day is priceless. So the questions, I'm just going to set that off to the side here because this is good. And, and I want to make sure we get some value. Um, if nothing else, we can, you know, drop in some questions. So on like what you were just saying too, um, you know, so many people, I think, look at the cost of true healthcare. Like, I think you're mm -hmm. a true healthcare provider. You help me get closer to health where I think a lot of, um, you know, the industry uh, is really just and you probably have a better way to say this than I'm saying it, but like a lot of times we're just treating problems that already exist. And I don't know that that's true healthcare. And, and so, you know, when it comes to price and I guess I just want to kind of blow a hole in this right out the gate. Um, people are like, you know, um, eating healthy is expensive and eating organic is, a, is expensive. And, you know, maybe they would even, we're, we're not talking about price, but maybe they would even say like, how much is working with Dr. Kennedy? Um, is it's expensive, but really compared to what? Like, yeah. and, and honestly, no, right. you know, we, yeah. we pay for coaches, we pay for, you know, education, we pay for all these things in the reality, even travel vacation, like all the things that we prioritize that are expensive, but if we don't have our health, then what do we have? No, it's the truth, man. We have a disease management system. Our modern medical system is very much so about, oh, you don't have anything that's diagnosable. Everything looks quote unquote normal. Well, I can't help you with your headaches. I can't help you with, you know, your low energy or your sleep issues or your low libido. Just, you know, come back in six months and we'll check to make sure you're not dying again. And it's unfortunate, man, because that's not true health. True health is figuring out how can we optimize your energy and your vitality and your overall function as a human. And the investment we make into that is the most fundamental thing we can invest in. And a lot of us look at investments as, what kind of ROI am I going to get? You know, if I put 10 grand in the S&P 500 or if I buy this piece of real estate, what's going to be my return? Mm. And you can quantify that stuff. The interesting thing about health is you can get an infinite return. And similarly, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, I'm sure you understand like, hey, if you have like 10 grand to invest, you're probably better off hiring mentors, joining masterminds, buying courses, buying books, investing in yourself so you can attain the high income skills to make more money for the rest of your life yeah. and to overall enhance your earning potential. That's a better investment than getting a 10 or even 20% return on that 10 grand because you can now turn that 10 grand into hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars over the course of a few years. Well, the same thing goes with your health, except it's not as 
easy to quantify. Yeah. Meaning if you have more energy, if you have less brain fall, if you're more productive during the day, if your sleep quality is enhanced, if your overall output is much better because you show up in the world just in a whole new way because you feel like a million bucks, well, guess what? That's going to impact your earning potential. It's going to help you in your business. It's going to help you in your relationships. It's going to help you in every single thing that you do. And it's going to massively lower your risk of dying yeah. of any number of chronic illnesses that wipe out most people. So when you factor those things in, it's like, is paying a few extra bucks more for grass-fed meat versus conventional really that much? Is paying a little extra for organic produce or doing some lab testing or hiring a health practitioner, a health coach, a nutritionist, a, a personal trainer? All of these things are investing in the only one body you'll ever get. And that truly is the most powerful thing we can do with our resources is enhance how we feel, how we perform. And that's going to carry over into everything. So I completely agree with you, man. And a lot of people have it backwards because it's like, well, Ryan, if I hire you, you're not telling me I'm going to like double my business. It's like, I don't make those types of guarantees, dude. <laughs> but in reality, I would be shocked if you did not have a remarkable increase in your business because of how much better you feel and because of how much better you're performing day to day. Yeah. And you know, there's a couple. So even on that note, just even being able to work longer and I, you and I haven't even really dug in fully yet. And I'm super excited to do that. But you know, there's just a few things. There's a couple things that I want to say here. So last December, not December 2022, but December 2021, I went to a GoBundance Champions event. And I mentioned this the other day in the elite community when you were talking to the guys, David Sinclair was there. And again, you know, a lot of us that are probably listening are like, you know, we're in the biohack world. We're like looking at all the, you know, the things that we can do, longevity, I'm going to live to even in, um, so I was in a group called Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan and he does this exercise, like reprogramming our brain on like how long we're going to live. And when I did this whole exercise, like I'm going to live to 125 and Dan's like, I don't know if you're going to live to 125 or not. Um, but like, it just kind of reprograms your brain from a different perspective. But if like, I don't bring my health into line, there's no way I'm living to 125 if I don't even, it's not just about my brain, obviously, it's about the whole like ecosystem. So then you kind of take it further and back to the GoBundance thing, we have David Sinclair speaking at the GoBundance event, who's, you know, a longevity guy talking about, you know, reversing aging and all this stuff. And, and I love listening to David. I'm not knocking it. I actually love it. And I think there's benefit to it, but there was this opportunity there for any of the go abundance champions guys to work with David, um, David Sinclair's team for, you know, 12 months at a discounted price, which was still, um, five figures. Yeah. Five figures, um, for a year, like high, like uh, it's, it's expensive. <laughs> and so one of the guys asked me afterwards, they're like, well, are you going to do it? And I was like, no. Because I started thinking about it, Ryan, and I was like, and I think I mentioned this to you. I was like, I probably should eliminate alcohol, work out consistently, change my diet, you know, get some blood tests and maybe some supplements, be consistent, be, uh, get my sleep under control um, before I go spend 50 or 60 or $75,000 on, you know, stem cells and longevity and special pills. Yeah. But that was a moment for me, man, where... Like I realized, you know, I can pay for that shortcut, but if I don't change my habits, if I don't get to the gym, if I don't start eating well, if I don't sleep, then none of that is going to do anything for me. It might do something, but it's not going to, I still have to change the fundamentals in the base. And that's why I'm really excited about working with you. Is it, is it a shortcut? No, 
but it's the necessary requirement if I want to, to your point too, like I've eliminated, and I, I'm not committing to this for the rest of my life, but I've eliminated alcohol, not because of, I'm just not drinking right now. I just, mm-hmm. I'm just not drinking and I feel great. And I've been focusing on clean protein. You know, I'm not eliminating anything from my diet right now. You might change all that when we start working together. I don't know, but I'm not really doing anything special other than working out with a trainer somewhat consistently, um, trying to incorporate that into my travel regimen, focusing on clean protein. Um, and man, just like I said, working out, drinking less and trying to sleep more and I feel great. So I I'll throw it back to you, but like, I'm just really excited to work with you and expand on that because yeah, there's a bunch of hacks and shortcuts, but the reality is you still got to change the base things that we're doing in our life. Right. hundred percent, man. You nailed it on the head. Everyone's looking for that magic pill, that silver bullet. And at the end of the day, you can't biohack your way out of a shitty diet and a shitty lifestyle. Like you got to do the fundamentals and all these, you know, cutting edge techniques and regenerative therapies and all these different things that people can pay large sums of money for. They can be great. They can be very helpful especially if you're doing the fundamentals, they could be the icing on the cake. They're wonderful adjuncts, but you really need to focus on the basics. And most of the things that enable us to thrive as a human are free or very cheap. Like health can be expensive. Like you can hire these top-notch, very, you know, well-known physicians or, you know, people in this space. You can go spend $50,000 on stem cells or whatever it is, but you can also do the basics that, are going to get you feeling so much better than those things in and of themselves. And a lot of our problems come back to the domestication of humans. We've been separated from the environment that enables us to feel really damn good and to really thrive in our biology. And so we're sitting inside under artificial junk lights in front of screens, not moving our bodies, not really doing things that light us up or bring us a lot of fulfillment. Uh, And again, I'm speaking in generalities. I know there's a lot of people out there who are finding their, their fulfillment and their work and doing what they love. But generally speaking, like most people are living lives that it doesn't surprise me. They feel lousy. Like I would feel terrible if I was doing that. And so you need to find ways to get out of those types of environments. And like you said, Mike, there is, I don't know if I call them hacks, but there is efficient ways to do these things. There's habits we can stack together. There's ways to train where you don't have to spend an hour or two in the gym. A lot of the workout programs I designed for my patients are 15 minutes, start to finish. And they freaking crush, dude. They're amazing. The results that these guys get when you're doing things right. Similarly, there's ways to outsource your nutrition with different meal prep services and maybe hiring a chef once a week to come and prep food for you for the entire week. That's not going to break the bank. Mm -hmm. There's also ways to cook that's very enjoyable. You know, put on some music and hang out with your partner and really make it a nice experience that doesn't feel like a chore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similarly, there's all these other things you can do that are going to enhance your the benefits you get so that you are getting the maximum return on your time and energy. So, you, you know, you still have to do something. You can't just take a pill or push a button or, you know, write a check and magically have amazing health and amazing body composition and everything. But there are ways to do it like it's an uphill battle. And there's ways to do it where you're coasting and things are very sustainable. Things are very efficient and it's not overthrowing your lifestyle, but rather integrating nicely in your lifestyle. Man. So good. You know, I had this thought it was, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but just like, kind of like a, I just saw, I just visually saw this as you were talking about this. And you know, there's, when you're talking about some of those specialists, so, you know, even the stem cell things, like when I was reading Tony Robbins newer book, 
um, or I've heard stories, you know, from Sinclair and other people like where people had like extreme issues and they go to like certain clinics and, or, or like cancer and you get stem cells or like, if I had it to do over again, my kids are all adults now, but I probably would try to harvest maybe their stem cells just because like, even if it's crazy, um, like I, I think it's probably good that they're, they're, they're older. Um, so I think all that has its place. And honestly, like if one of my kids got like, you know, cancer, I would probably throw the kitchen sink at it. Totally. But when you were saying that, when I see a guy like you, I almost, I, I, this is what I like saw as I was thinking through this, we need to build a board around us, a board in our life. And, you know, as investors, business owners, legal team, CPA, you know, coaches, mentors, like the advisors in our inner world, we have like this, Mm -hmm. we have this board of directors. And I think everybody, even if I was going to like, God forbid that happened to like me or, you know, one of my kids or anything, I would want a guy like you on my team, even if I was going to go, you know, try some crazy, uh, you know, thing like stem cells in Costa Rica to solve a problem. I would want, I would want Ryan on my team, like literally. And, and I think that's the big difference. It's not, and I'm not going to speak words for you because you're the expert here, but I don't think you're discounting any of that other crazy stuff. It's just like, it has its place. Right. And, and like when you're talking about the foundation, it just makes so much sense to me. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think what a lot of people are missing in this context, Mike, is three things, because generally speaking, most people listening to this, most people on this planet know generally what to do. They know like, Hey, I shouldn't stay up late and binge on Netflix and skip on sleep. They know that they shouldn't do drive in fast food and eat ice cream late at night. They know that they should get off their ass and move around, but they don't, or many of them don't. So why? So this is, you know, one of the big questions of my entire, you know, my entire work and what, what I've really dedicated my life to is, is why is there's this gap between generally knowing what to do and actually doing it, mm-hmm. taking action. Mm-hmm. And what bridges that gap is a few things. One is structured guidance, really having the set guidance where it's not vague, generally speaking, Mike, you should eat a little better. Mike, you should move a little more. It's like, sure, dude, I get that. But like, how, like, tell me, tell me the details. Like, and that's what I do with my patients is we map that shit out together. We go through your schedule and we say, all right, Mike, here's what we're going to do for your training program. It's at this time of day. It's going to be at the gym or at home. We're going to do these exercises. And here's what we're going to do for your nutrition. These are the times of day we're going to eat. Here's what you're going to have. Here's what types of framework we're going to follow. Here's what we're going to do for your supplementation, the vitamins that you need based on, you know, the lab testing that we did. And we, we map all these details out, you know, everything down to just basic habits and routines to start the day, ways to unwind in the evening that, that gives you a game plan. Now you have a blueprint. You're like, okay, this is very detailed to me. This is what I need to do. I actually have it all built out and planned for and scheduled for, and it's not crazy time consuming. That's part number one. The other part is having the accountability. So many of us lie to ourselves with alarming regularity. Mm. We say we're going to do one thing. We don't do it. Nothing bad happens. Life goes on. And we repeat and repeat and repeat that cycle. And it really lowers our ability to like stick to what we say we're going to do. When you have someone outside of yourself, now this could be a health practitioner, this could be a coach, this could be a friend, this could be your your spouse or your partner, anyone outside of yourself that you don't want to let down, 
mm-hmm. who you are engaged with and made a commitment to, well, now it changes the whole paradigm. Because now it's not as easy to just skip out on things because now you got to answer to someone. Now you got to say like, dude, I'm fucking up here. Yeah. And no one likes to do that. And when you do that, then we can actually collaborate and figure out, okay, what caused this? How can we overcome this? What can we do different moving forward to keep you on you know, the straight and narrow and keep crushing these daily habits and routines to get you to your goals? And the third thing, so we got detailed guidance and structure. We have accountability. And the third thing that I find really helpful for this whole process is finding your why, mm. finding a deeper purpose. Mm. Like what's really motivating you to get out, to get after these goals. Since you can be around to you know, meet your grandkids and see your children get married and live lives and flourish. Is it so you can be there for your partner and make sure that, you know, you're showing up as the best man you could be for your, your spouse. Is it for setting an example in your community, mm. in your business, as someone that has discipline and dedication and commits and follows through? You know, all these things are really important. And it could be a number of other things. These are just some examples. But when you harness it on that why and you keep that front and center, like this is this is the deeper reason. It's not just so I could like, you know, go to the beach with my shirt off. And sure, that's a fine why. You want to feel confident in your own skin. You want to be uh, proud of your body and your physical specimen. That's all, that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. But you don't want a superficial thing that's just like, you know, because a lot of us get lost in the day-to-day. But when you have that why front and center, well, guess what? Now it's easier to pass on the donuts at the office. Now it's easier to get your training in because even when you don't feel like doing it, you're like, I want to be there to see my first grandchild born. I want to be there to see my child get married and be able to walk my daughter down the aisle. I want to be there for, you know, my, my spouse, so she doesn't have to go get old alone. And, and, you know, be, you know, those things will bring you back and anchor you to this deeper reason that you're pursuing these, what can be challenging tasks, challenging habits, it puts you outside your comfort zone. And so those three things I think are the most fundamental ways people could form these new habits, make these changes and see success on their journey. So good. (laughs) Jeez, it's so good. And you know, I, so on the why, the third part of that, and I want to kind of connect some of this and and just really flush some of this out because on the why, I've struggled. I'll, I'll just use me as, you know, the guinea pig here because I, I think I'm probably, you know, the same as many people. Like I've struggled with, yeah, I want to be around. Like, you know, my, my oldest son just got engaged. Um, you know, my middle son's 20. My daughter's 19. Like, I want to be around for grandkids and I want to see all of them get married. And, you know, I, I want to be here when I'm 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever, 90. Um, mm-hmm. But it feels so far to me. Like, um, I think that's part of the challenge too, is it's like, I don't know that any of us ever really truly confront like with death. And I'll tell you a couple of things. We had a, we had a, uh, you know, a death in the family last year and it was just really challenging. It was tragic. And, you know, that, that kind of was an eye opener for me. I watched Limitless recently. Have you seen, have you seen Limitless? Part, parts of it. You're talking about the new docu-series with yeah. I think it's Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. my, my trainer said, Hey, go watch this. And you know, he was telling us to watch it because I think of like the cold plunge and some different things. And so I watched mm-hmm. that whole series and the last one is, you know, on death, like, or accepting the end. And, you know, that kind of helped me. And, but again, like, I think when it comes to the why it's, it's a little challenging for, I think that's the one, um, for me that took a while to connect to. And I think I've really connected to it in the last like 
12 months. And in your experience, like in your practice and working with clients, is there any way, I mean, maybe just working with you, but is there any way to kind of like push that or kind of force that process? Because honestly, like I'm ready, I'm ready to make changes in my life. But if I had found you two years ago, you, you, you couldn't have helped me. I don't think maybe you've got like some kind of like little switch you can flip, but I guess that's what I'm really looking for is like, when it comes to the why, is there a way to really dig on that and find that? Because to me, death seems so far out. It doesn't seem real, um, Mm -hmm. or confronting cancer or, you know, health and all these things we talk about, like, it just doesn't, doesn't seem real. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, change must come from within. It has to be intrinsic. I can't force anyone to do anything. Like I can give you all the tools and strategies and steps and accountability. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's got to fucking do it, man. So uh, to answer your question, somewhat, the, the way you can help someone discover their why. And I think you brought up a good point because not everyone is afraid of death and not everyone cares to live until 100 years old. Some people are happy living to 70, 80 years old. So longevity may not be a huge goal for them. But it comes back to what we talked about prior in the quality of life. Mm. It's like finding your why in that maybe your joints ache and think about how good life could be if you could jump out of bed and not feel that chronic pain that you suffer with every single day. Maybe you get terrible headaches. Maybe you don't have any of these debilitating problems. But I ask you, Mike, like, how would it impact your relationship with your, with your wife and your kids and your business partners if you had 20% more energy, mm. not even doubling energy, just 20% more energy. What would that do? How would you show up differently? What would you, how would you interact differently with people at the end of a long day? And similarly, what if I could tell you, you know, we can enhance your neurochemicals through some of these natural processes that'll just make you feel totally better from a mood perspective. Like how would it impact your relationships with the people that you love on this earth? If you're just more upbeat, more positive, didn't complain, didn't like have all these things that so many of us have. And so finding things that are in the short term, like in real time, and like also looking at what type of example do you want to set? Like you might live to 80 or 100 years old, but if you're overweight and you don't feel good about your your body composition and you just feel like you're you're not setting a good example for your kids and your community, like, dude, that's not going to be leading you to feel optimal. Like you're not going to feel amazing about that. So I think a lot of these examples may not apply to anyone out there. Maybe, maybe some do, maybe some don't resonate, but finding things that you look at where you're like, how could I change certain aspects of my life? And what would that do to the things that really matter, which ultimately comes down to people. Like that's the end of the day. Like all we really have in this world, Mike, is the love that we give and the love that we receive. That's it. Like all the houses, cars, money, banks, businesses, it doesn't really make that big of a difference if you don't have love in your life. And so what can you do with your health to enhance that, to enhance those relationships with the people you truly care about? Man, I'm having like this epiphany because, you know, what we really need is someone like Ryan, like you to, to just kind of slap us around and say, Hey, you know what? You can have this as you're saying this, like I'm realizing, you know, there's one thing that I've never and we all have our own demons and things to battle, but there's one thing that I've never, I shouldn't say never, but there's one thing that I haven't questioned since I was probably a teenager. And I, that's like, if I show up and I do the work and I surround myself with smart people and I continue to grow, like I can, I, 
there, there's never been a question in my mind that I couldn't have the level of success that I didn't grow up with, um, that I didn't have as a young child, you know, having dad in and out of my life and, you know, he wasn't present and, you know, going to McDonald's like every 90 days was like this treat because I get the little Lego, like the, all those things that I didn't have. I like, I, I had an awakening, awakening at a very young age when it came to like, you know, success and financial freedom. And I knew, I knew that if I put in the work, I knew that if I surrounded myself with the right people, I knew that, you know, if I could just have somebody show me how they did it, I could do it too. But I didn't have that with health. And as you were saying that, it's like, we just need you or people like you to sound the alarm and say, you know what, Mike, you can have that too. Because I had my you know, when I think about the like seven levels of freedom and awakening, and uh, that's the first thing it's awakening. And so the, the only difference between financial freedom and health freedom is like somebody needed to tell me, and I needed to just keep hearing it, that health was for me too, that having that energy was for me too, that like, you know, even as you're talking about all of this, this is like my fifth podcast today. And if you would ask me two years ago, like, would you do five podcasts? No way. Cause like, I want, I want the podcast to be good and I want the energy to be good, but I like, I have a level of energy. And as you're saying all this too, like you mentioned headaches and I'm sure we're going to get into this, but I've been noticing since I haven't been having alcohol, like I'm still having some headaches and you know what? I think it's probably cause I'm dehydrated. I'm not drinking enough water, but I would have never known that if I didn't go through the process, because I'm just thinking, you know, I had two glasses of wine or three glasses of wine last night. And so I just have a headache because of the wine. But the reality is like, my body probably needs water. And who knows if I'm drinking enough water, maybe it's something completely different. But until we go through the process, and we start seeing ourselves in, in that, if I can't see health for me, then like you said, nobody can do it for me. But I appreciate you and the work that you're doing because I just need someone like you to tell me, Mike, you can do it. It's going to be hard as hell, but here's the reasons why you want it. And you take me through that three-step process and show me that health is for me too. It's not just for Ryan. When I look at Ryan, I'm like, oh yeah, well, Ryan, you know, Ryan's healthy, but I can't be healthy. No, I can be healthy. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's the first step is realizing that and actually believing it. And a lot of people, like you mentioned, might look at someone who's fit or in shape and say, well, they're just lucky. You know, they got great genetics. If you looked at my family, Mike, be like, this guy does not have golden genetics, you know, not to down on my family, but like my brothers are overweight. And I, you know, come from a family that's by no means like ripped with six packs and like crushing, you know, workouts. Like, it's not that I was blessed with like just this lottery of, of just not having to do any work and just look great. It's about figuring out ways. Cause one thing that you mentioned too, I want to highlight is you said it's going to be hard as hell. And I really don't think it is. And I know it isn't because that's a mindset. A lot of people adopt into this practice or into just this whole journey of getting healthier, getting better, getting more fit. And the reality is it doesn't have to be hard. Mm. There are efficient ways to do it that aren't that bad. They aren't that hard. And when you build the association going into it, like this is going to suck. I'm going to hate this. I'm not looking forward to this. It's going to be painful. Well, guess what? It's going to be a hell of a lot more painful and hard when you have that mindset. So you got to break through some of those mental blocks in order to actually start forming the identity of someone that enjoys moving their body, enjoys being outside, enjoys eating nourishing food and, and really embraces it because then it's a sustainable lifestyle change. It's not some 30, 60, 90 day program where you're just gritting your teeth through it and trying to make it to the end because you, you know, made a bet or decided you wanted to embark on this. It's about how can we shift the identity? A lot of the work I do with patients is all about habit formation techniques 
and really changing the psychology around behavior change so that you're not just having to like be on an uphill like treadmill all, all the fucking time. Like you're not just having this, this inner battle and this inner dialogue, but you're actually finding ways to enjoy the process. Mm, I love it. You know, I was same, same guy that I mentioned early on, but the guy's name is John Matson. He's a ex player from the, for the Raiders. And you know, he's owns a health company now and, and I've just loved listening to him, but he said kind of what you just said too. Like in my mind, it's, it's discipline. It's hard. It's like the, yeah. and really just kind of shifting that. And I appreciate it. Um, you know, he said it, it has to move from discipline to desire, which when you're talking about that, why, like, what's the desire? Like, why do I want it? And for me, death, death wasn't enough. Like that's not, you know, I'm going to die at 85 instead of 95 or whatever. Like I just, mm. when I'm, when I'm 85, it's going to matter. But like, that's just too far out for me. And I was actually talking to a guy earlier today that he's 55 and, and he was on the podcast. So maybe, you know, the audience has listened to this, but he said on the podcast, he's like, you know, I'm 55 years old and my dad died at 66. And I just started thinking about this and I'm like, man, that's 11 years and I'm 44. So, you know, for me, that's uh, 22 years. Like that's not that, that's as old as my son is. And so like, I don't know, it's starting to sink in a little bit too, but you know, when, when John said discipline to desire, and you're talking about the why, um, it just has to be, you know, and I'm sure the audience is, you know, probably loving just hearing you, but it's like, the more I hear something, you know, Dan Sullivan always says this, eyes only see and the ears only hear what the brain is looking for. Kind of like the reticular activating system. The more the more my brain gets programmed by hearing guys like you say, Mike, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. Like that's also creating further desire in me. And I feel like it's a cycle, a good cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's important you realize that and shift your mindset because it will make a difference in how you perceive the difficulty. And it's same as growing a business, man. Like there are times at the beginning where it's more challenging. I'm not saying it's going to be like just easy, kick your feet up, you do nothing. There will be some challenging aspects but as you get more and more through the process, maintaining your business is not as challenging as it was to grow it, to bootstrap it, and to really like get these things rolling in the right direction from the get-go. Once you get to a certain state of health, uh, specifically with metabolic health, but also your hormones and your overall body composition, you don't have to be perfect. I always tell everyone, progress does not require perfection. And the healthier you are, the more your body can actually tolerate indulging on foods that may not be the healthiest or taking some time away from your fitness regimen or any number of things, a sleepless night, a red eye flight, whatever it is that you're doing that, yeah, it's not the healthiest, but now you're in a state where you can actually really kind of take those different, uh, you know, variables and it doesn't throw you off and you really still maintain a really good state of vitality. So that's another thing to look at is like the journey up is not the, it's not the same level of challenge as you're going to experience once you get to a really good place, which doesn't take all that long in the big scheme of things. Yeah, I love it. And you know what I what I like about, you know, you're saying you eat some crappy food and it's not as big of an impact. You even mentioned something to me at one point in time, like, you know, if you are going to drink, here's a supplement that you can take that helps you address that. Because I think that's the stuff that's powerful. Like, I don't want to be drinking every night, but like, I don't want to I, I, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't need to go to AA, but I do need to stop. I, I need to not drink every night. And so I want to have a drink from time to time. And, and that's balanced to me, but I love talking to and working, whether it's in, you know, investing or spending money. I hate 
just from a money perspective, I wouldn't want to work with a financial advisor that's like only spend $2,000 a month, don't go have fun, like blah. So it's the same thing with health. Like none of us want to be, you know, we want to enjoy our wealth. We also want to enjoy our life. And so I, I love that perspective. It doesn't have to be black and white, all or nothing. Um, there's things you can do for like even drinking, right? That's absolutely right, man. And I always encourage people to get out of that all or nothing mindset. They have this mentality like, hey, if I can't work out for 45 minutes, I can't make it. I can't, I can't work out at all. It's like, no, five minutes will have exponentially more positive impact than nothing. You don't have to do this all or nothing mindset. And the worst mentality I see is when people eat something that's not so healthy. Say they have like a donut with breakfast. They're like, well, the day's ruined. I might as well just eat horrible the rest of the day. It's like, no, that's not the way to look at this, guys. And to your specific example, I love educating people on how they can mitigate the damage of certain things that they enjoy. You know, one of my foundational mentors in health, he was a naturopath with over 30 years in clinical experience, really accelerated my learning curve. Amazing, brilliant dude, like straight genius on like an IQ level that just dedicated his whole life to health and wellness, natural health. And he, one of the drawbacks to him, I think just because of his level of intelligence was he wasn't very good at understanding personal behavior. And so he would give people these great recommendations, but then expect them to be like him, which is like a robot of just like, I never eat anything bad. I don't ever drink. I don't ever do this stuff. And I'm like, dude, people are humans. Like, and I see it. Like I like to have a drink just as much as the next guy. I like to enjoy life and kind of have the best of both worlds. So I like to educate people on how you can mitigate the downside while still enjoying yourself and cutting loose and, and getting after it if it's you know a special occasion or if it's something that really brings value to your life. And so specifically on the alcohol, hydration is key before, after, before, during, and after, and then adding some minerals, especially like a good electrolyte blend uh, that has some magnesium can be very helpful. One of the things you can take after drinking that can really help with the detoxification uh, in your liver pathways, as far as uh, removing some of the, the ethanol uh, and the you know byproducts that are produced from the alcohol, it's called glutathione. Uh, glutathione is one of our body's master antioxidants, detoxifiers, and you can get a liposomal glutathione. I like one made by Quicksilver Scientific. And you could take this just as a you know, supplement. You pick up on Amazon, keep it in your you know, bedside table, use it before you go to bed on any night you're having a couple of glasses of wine, and it will really uh, help your body cope with the alcohol. It doesn't just negate the negative effects. It's not an excuse to just go you know, wild and drink like crazy, but it helps. Same with, you know, taking some extra vitamin C, you know, having some food source vitamin C with some extra magnesium. These are nutritional supplements that can really help to decrease some of the effects of the alcohol. And that same example can be applied to many other avenues. So if you're like, Brian, I love my Italian food, dude. I love getting down on some pizza and some pasta and some bread. I know it's not good for me, but man, do I love it. Well, guess what? We can bring in certain herbs before your meal that are going to manage your blood glucose so you don't get this crazy spike in your glucose and insulin, which is going to very much help negate some of the downsides of that high starch meal. And so you can take a product I really like called Biogenema. Again, you can find it on Amazon. And it's a combination of basically almost like a natural version or a natural alternative to metformin. It has some berberine, it has some uh, bitter melon extract, it has some Genema sylvestre, these different plant extracts that helps support your pancreas and helps support the stability of your blood sugar, which is a very important factor for not putting on as much body fat, maintaining good energy, also for longevity and many other health aspects. And that same example, I, can, I mean, I could keep going all day on this of just like applying these principles to where, 
hey, dude, you're human. I'm human. We're not freaking robots. We like to go out and indulge and splurge at times. What can we do that's simple and easy to offset some of the damage? Mm. It's not going to do all the damage away, but you know what? It's going to be a lot better than not doing anything. Yeah. So good, man. Um, Man, there's so many things that, you know, even in the short amount of time that I've had the privilege of knowing you that you've kind of taught me already that I want to get into. Um, So on the note of like, you know, just being balanced and, you know, what works for you. And you, you talk a lot about like labs and, and doing blood work. And, and it's, I've even fallen into this trap before. Like I love Dave Asprey. Right. And so like Dave Asprey even has like a recommended supplement list and, you know, Kara laughs because like, I'll get on these little kicks and I've got all these supplements and I'm like, I don't know if I even need this. And so I know there's some, you know, supplements that are probably good for, you know, anybody can't hurt you, but also like, I love that you take the approach of like labs first. What do I actually need? Work through that. Um, Talk to me about that process and why it's important. Yeah, there's an order of operations. So whenever I'm working with someone, I can tell based on what symptoms they have going on, what's kind of like their, you know, uh, issues. Like you mentioned the headaches, for example, Mike. In this example, I would say, okay, we need to make sure you're getting plenty of water, at least one ounce of water per pound of body weight as a minimum. So someone weighs 150 pounds, 75 ounces of water a day. It's a general good rule of thumb. And then I want to make sure we're getting enough minerals because headaches are almost always caused by low magnesium and mineral imbalances or dehydration. It's not getting enough fluids. Those are two of the, like probably solve 90% of people that have a lot of headaches. There are a few other reasons, environmental and such that cannot lead to headaches, but that would be the first step. So we make sure you're getting plenty of magnesium. And so on the lab testing side of things, I don't like to shoot in the dark. I do like to really look at what your body needs. So your standard blood work, not really going to tell you that. It'll tell you maybe if you're deficient in vitamin D. Vitamin D3 is one vitamin that is tested commonly in blood work, thank God, because it's very important and it's very easy and cheap to test. And most people are deficient and need to either get more sunshine, which I'm a huge advocate of sensible sun exposure, get harnessing all these pow- you know powerful benefits from the sun because at the end of the day we are solar powered animals and so that's a, a, you know something that you could test for with standard blood work but most of the time they're just going to test your complete blood count your chemistry your lipids very basic stuff I like to run what are referred to as functional medicine labs where we are looking at your vitamin levels I'm seeing do you have a deficiency in some of your B vitamins maybe that's why your energy may not be top notch. Do you have a deficiency in certain vitamins like vitamin C or things that help with your immune system? Maybe you're low in CoQ10, things that are really helpful for your cardiovascular system and your mitochondria. So we kind of look at things to see what your body actually needs. And the first step is, how can we get this through food? If there's foods we can bring in, and I can say, hey, Mike, we can ramp up your CoQ10, but the only good food source is organ meats, specifically heart. So if you're willing to eat some beef heart or some chicken hearts, we can do it. But nine out of 10 people are like, no, thank you, Ryan. I don't like heart. In which case I'd say, okay, well, this is where a supplementation may come into play. So you're also looking at order of operations because I'm not a supplement zealot where I'm just like, dude, more the better. Dave Asprey style, taking 150 capsules a day. Like that's crazy. Like the human body does not need that many supplements. And I think there's actually harm when you're overdoing it like that. But there are very good use cases for what I call targeted high quality supplementation because mm-hmm. the supplement industry is also the freaking wild, wild west. There's no regulation or very little. You don't know if you're getting what you're buying. You don't know what brands are best. You don't know how much to take. You don't know when to take it. There's so much confusion. And so you got to figure out, and this really is where it comes back to working with a good practitioner, what your body needs, a very good quality source of that supplement 
and then what time of day and how much to take. And that's, these are very important details because you could buy a great, you know, your vitamin D example. I'm low in vitamin D. Let me go buy some at, you know, Costco or at, on Amazon. Well, one, it could be really shitty vitamin D quality. Mm-hmm. Two, if you don't couple vitamin D with vitamin K2, which is another essential fat soluble vitamin, it can actually be harmful. Mm-hmm. It can actually increase calcification in the arteries because we need vitamin K2 to shuttle the vitamin D3 around. And, you know, you also have to look at the other nutrients necessary for this, which would be boron and silica and bringing it, making sure you have enough magnesium on board. Mm. So vitamins don't work well in isolation. And that's why a lot of studies around vitamins fail to show a ton of benefit because you can't just give someone one vitamin without any food and expect it to work. It's kind of like building a house. You can't give someone just like some lumber. Be like, all right, build me a house. It's like, no, dude, you need you know, roofing and windows and flooring and drywall and paint and all this other shit. Your body's the same, except exponentially more complex. Mm -hmm. And so you need to make sure you know what you're doing. Generally speaking, it's always good to take your vitamins with food, unless it's just something specific that's always, you know, that's meant to be taken on an empty stomach. Then it's combining with all the enzymes and cofactors and synergistic nutrients within that food. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I don't go down a long rabbit hole here, Mike, you can stop me here if you need to switch gears, but uh, I could talk about this stuff all day. And one thing that I think would be beneficial, I'd love to do like an episode more just on like really practical strategies. Cause we've talked a ton about great, like concepts and yeah. great mindset, kind of looking at health in a different way. I think that's super valuable first step for a lot of people, but I always like have this like internal desire to be like, let me just tell people like what to do and what to buy and how to do it. And, you know, give them some really tangible takeaways they could run with and, and feel better. Well, since you offered, I'm totally down because I, you know, honestly, I I don't know that there's really many more valuable conversations that we can have than this one. So, um, definitely let's get you back. I know you've got a hard stop here in a few minutes, so I'm totally open to that. Cause I, I mean this when I say it, like, I mean, we can talk about, you know, freedom and relationships and investing and all that stuff, but like, I don't know, maybe it's just fresh on my mind. Cause it's, you know, so I'm feel so empowered right now. And I'm just fortunate that I get to know and work with people like you. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to, you know, get like strategic on what, you know, people can do, I'm happy to do it. So any final words of wisdom advice, um, in the two minutes that we have until you're, you have to jump on. Well, I have a few more minutes. I just bumped my next call back 10 minutes. So we, we don't have to rush through if there's anything else you wanted to cover as far as like final words of wisdom. Uh, I think it just comes back to understanding your priorities. You know, so many people, when it comes to these conversations, their number one excuse is like, I don't have time. Mm. And I get it. There's a lot of busy people out there that are running businesses, working full time, have family, kids, all these responsibilities, but it, everyone has time. Mm -hmm. Like those same people are probably watching Netflix. Those same people are probably scrolling on social media many hours per week. Those same people have time. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just, they don't have their priorities in mind. Mm -hmm. So I always encourage everyone to get your priorities straight, understand that health and feeling good and living a long, awesome, epic life is probably the most valuable thing we could all have. Mm -hmm. And two, that it doesn't have to take hours and hours and hours. You can get a lot done in a short period of time and 10 minutes of exercise and even just prepping one healthy meal a week versus zero or whatever example you want to give can go a really long way. And so don't have the all or nothing mindset. Don't have the excuse. I don't have time. Those are just cop outs. We all have time and we all can start where we're at and make one easy change starting today and compound it. One of the things I do with patients I work with, Mike, is 
there's a lot of areas to cover with health, a lot of strategies, a lot of different things we can go into. And I don't like to give people like tons right at the get-go. Like here's this 40-page protocol, Mike. Now go implement all these different changes and turn your life to complete 180 because that's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. it's, it's daunting and it oftentimes creates analysis paralysis. Like let's just start with the low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. Let's start with a few simple changes that you can make to really start to see some momentum, to really start to get some initial results that are really going to move the needle. And then next time we meet in a week or two weeks, we'll add some layers to that. We'll add in a few new things. And then when we meet again, we'll add more and more layers as we move along. So it's done you know, very incrementally. And this makes a world of difference because most people will look at someone like myself that's doing all these things. I got this great you know, morning practices, training, I'm eating this way, I'm taking these vitamins, I'm doing this you know, stuff for my sleep, I'm doing these things for stress management, I got these mindset practices, and they'll be like, dude, there's no fucking way. Mm. I can't do that. Like, yeah. I don't have time for this. I don't, there's no way. But it's not like I started doing all those things day one. Yeah. I started, you know, I've been at this for over a decade. Mm. So I've incrementally added things and trial and error and tinkered with this and that and slowly found what really works for where I'm at. And you should never compare yourself, same in business or anything else, to someone who's on year 10 or 15 or 20 to your year one. So those are, that's a long winded answer to just some parting words that hopefully help people out there. Yeah, it's good too. So you're saying that I shouldn't expect to have your washboard abs in, <laughs> in 30 days of working with you. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just we'll, we'll give it, we'll give it 60. We'll okay. give it 60 days. <laughs> I love it. You know, one thing, and I'll, I'll, this will be my final words. I love what you just said a few minutes ago. Um, you know, on time, because that's been a big, you know, part of my excuse. And, and I think I shared this with you. One of the two things that, and I'm not a, you know, major fan of 75 hard, but I did 75 hard, I think two years ago. And what I did love about it is it eliminated the excuse that I have in my brain of I don't have time. Yeah. Because I, I forced myself for 75 days straight to do two workouts a day, which again, I know that, you know, that's extreme, but it, it kind of broke something down in my brain. It like made me realize that I, I, the excuse that I don't have time, that's not a good excuse. And then the mm -hmm. second thing that it did, I didn't have alcohol for 75 days straight. And that's probably the longest that I had gone since like I was 27. So, you know, it slowly broke down kind of a mindset, but I love what you said because, you know, the excuse that we don't have time, as you were saying that I was thinking like, well, do you have time to be sick and miss work for four days? And yep. do you have time to, you know, again, God forbid, and this isn't a, you're, uh, complete opposite of fear mongering, but like, you know, get stuck in a hospital for, you know, a while with cancer or diabetes or, you know, some kind of like that, that's what's at stake here. And mm -hmm. so the idea that I don't have time is, is just worthless. And, you know, you talked about scrolling and I mean, just look at your, just look at your phone. It's like tracking everything we do too bad. It can't tell us, you know, how, I mean, it can with workouts, but yeah, man, I just appreciate the way that you approach all of this excited to start working with you. Um, and again, I know so many people already that you've just impacted their life. And so if our audience, so we will have you back, um, and, and we'll do it soon so that you can kind of, you know, do some takeaway stuff. Uh, if our audience wants to reach out to you in the meantime and work with you or just learn from you, what's the best way? My website's ryankennedyhealth.com. Pretty simple. Uh, you know, I have a podcast as well that, uh, bring on different authors, scientists, experts in different arenas that I really respect. And we dive down and really break down different strategies. And I release solo episodes, just kind of going deep into different topics to help people along their journey. So the Ryan Kennedy show is, is the podcast. And that's what I'm really focusing on. We've talked offline about how, you know, Instagram is, you know, 
shadow bans and, you know, removed my account once before. And it's tough to share natural health information, even if you're not talking about some of the big controversial hot button topics. Mm-hmm. It's just not exactly within the agenda of some of these companies. And so, uh, I'm really working on the growing the podcast because I can talk openly, bring people on that are talking about topics that you can't really share on YouTube. Uh, and then I am active on Instagram, but, uh, at Ryan C. Kennedy would be there and you can see it all on the, on the website. Very cool. Um, and also as a side note, um, Ryan spoke to our elite community the other day. Um, amazing, amazing. Um, that's why we created the private community so we can have any kind of conversations we want. And even in there, you know, you brought up some things that you probably wouldn't say even on the podcast or, um, you know, on Instagram. And so that's why that exists. If you're interested in the elite community, text the word elite to 480-531-7519. Would love to have you in there. Ryan, let's uh, make sure we do that round two um, soon because I think that would be powerful. I'd love it, man. Thanks again for having me on, Mike. Yeah, thank you. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.